Hey mentors, it's Jenna Berry, your host for the School of Mentoring podcast, where I interview mentoring experts and everyday mentors from across the country to give you insider tips, tricks, and tools so you can be the very best mentor. Hello mentors and welcome back. Last week we talked to Aaron Hayes about the impact of mentoring and the fact that mentors change futures and mentors do that by showing up and being present and modeling healthy behavior. But how do you show up and be present when life is crazy and things are hard? This week we talked to Amy Cavalieri about the way that stress can impact our lives and then we talk about skills and tools that we can use to manage that stress so we can still show up well for the people we need to. Amy is a nonprofit consultant based in Redding, California. She serves the community as the coordinator for the Northern California Resilience Project, which offers self-care, mind-body skill groups throughout the North State. Please help me welcome my friend, Amy Cavalieri. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining me. I am so grateful that you took the time to be with us today. I'm excited that you're going to share a little bit about stress talk about stress and the way that it affects our body. Thanks. It's great to be here. And I think that, you know, probably all of us are experiencing stress on some level these days. And so I know it's not something that we often like to talk about, but I really do feel it's important uh, because there are some important things that we can do, some very simple things to help control the stress and the impact that it has on our physical health. Oh my gosh. I love that. I think right now during pandemic, everybody's stress is quadrupled and everybody had a little bit of stress before. So it was a lot of bit of stress, but now it's like crazy. And with our mentors and mentees, they're experiencing stresses of their own and then bringing it in with them to the relationship. And so if we have some great tools to manage our stress before we walk into our relationship with our mentee, it's going to be hugely impactful on the way that our relationship and our time goes. Right. Absolutely. I mean, stress impacts so many different facets of our lives. It can impact our sleep habits. It can impact our eating habits. It can impact our relationships. So I think there's kind of this myth that we have to eliminate stress from our life. And that would be great, but I just really don't think it's probably a practical goal. But I think what is practical and doable and achievable is learning how to manage stress because we have some really simple evidence-based mind-body skills that we can use that will help calm that fight, flight, or freeze response that we have when we're experiencing a stressful situation. Oh my goodness. I love that. I'm so excited to get started and talking about that. So can you share just a little bit about the ways that stress affects your body, not just your mental health, because everybody kind of is aware of that part, but what about the pieces of like your body and the way that you're eating and all these different kind of more physical things? Sure. Well, everybody's probably heard of like that fight, flight, or freeze response, right? Whereas when we're in a stressful situation, we get really tense and lots of things happen in our bodies. Like our pupils will dilate so we can take in more light. Our muscles will tense. Our blood flow is restricted mostly to our inter- like our major organs. Yeah. Um, our digestion actually slows down when we're under stress because it's not considered an essential function for our body when we're trying to, you know, for example, the cavemen, when they're trying to escape a saber-toothed tiger, like they need all those physical things to happen in their body to be able to manage that stressful situation, that physically 
dangerous situation. Yeah. Um, but what we know is that that same physical response happens even with emotional or intellectual stress in our modern world. And so if I was trying to escape from a tiger, yeah, having all that blood flow to my internal organs and slowing down my digestion and really focusing in on like my physical strength would be helpful and useful. Right. Um, but when the stress comes from, you know, an argument that I have with my husband or something really stressful happening at work, like that physical response is not so useful anymore. And fortunately and unfortunately, humans have these giant brains, right? That's how we're like, that's our evolutionary advantage. But it's also a little bit of our disadvantage because we have this beautiful memory of all our past stressful situations. Oh and we goodness. have a much harder time letting that stuff go. So humans have a tendency to stay in that heightened stress response, that fight, flight, or freeze response longer than absolutely necessary. And we carry those physical symptoms around with us. And so our heartbeat will go up and the blood flow goes in. And it also results in weight gain often comes when we're under a lot of stress because again, our bodies are are in that fight, flight, or freeze response. And they're not like, they don't have time. The body doesn't have time to rest and digest and do those important other functions when we're focused on the critical emergent need of what's stressing me out right now. Right. Oh my gosh. So everybody, you can just blame weight gain in the pandemic on your stress, right? (laughs) Your body's like shut down because you're just focused on pandemic. You're focused on what's going on. It's okay. We're all going to get right. Also can contribute to sleep disturbances and increased blood sugar, decreased immune function. There's a lot of different research out there about so many different chronic conditions and how they are impacted by chronic stress. That's amazing. It's so funny. We all get so focused on like, oh, I'm stressed out and my brain is frustrated. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to eat extra because I'm stressed out. So I'm stress eating. But I feel like you don't think about the fact that it can be affecting your sleep, the fact that it can be affecting so much of the way that your body is digesting, the way that your body is handling things. Stress is so much bigger and we are okay sitting in it. A lot of us, it's like, well, I just have a stressful job or, oh, I just have a stressful whatever, or this is just a season. But if your body is thinking saber tooth tiger every time that you're just a little stressed, I can only imagine the damage that we're doing and the trauma that we're creating within our own bodies. Absolutely. It's not super helpful, but the good news is there are some really simple tools that we can learn and practice that actually counterbalance that stress response. And so it's not like we're just completely at the whim of our stress, just at the mercy of whatever life throws at us. I mean, certainly stress will come to us. And a lot of that we may not have control over. Like we might not be able to control our morning commute or our kids following direction the first time we give it to them. Like that probably (laughs) did not happen in our lifetime. But what we do have control over is how we respond to that stress. Our work with the Center for Mind Body Medicine and the work that we're doing locally really is around empowering people and teaching people tangible, simple tools to use to actually calm that physiological response to stress and kind of bring your body back into equilibrium. Because we know if we do a better job at managing that stress, not only do we emotionally feel better, but we can actually physically feel better as well. Wow. I'm in. That sounds great. (laughs) I love this idea of there is stress everywhere. Like you can't just be like, I'm going to eliminate these things and then my life will be less stressful. For sure. If you have a super stressful job, maybe there's some things to think about, but on a daily basis, like you're going to hit more red lights than you anticipated, or you're going to have a kiddo that's just having a super hard day. Or like for our mentors, they'll walk into the office and they don't realize that some big crazy thing happened for their mentee. And so they're kind of getting this secondary stress response from their kiddo 
and they're not going to necessarily have control over that situation that the kid's living in or that the kid has dealt with that day. But you were kind of sharing that there's ways that we can change our response. Is that something you guys kind of focus on? Yeah, absolutely. We teach lots of different tangible skills for people to be able to manage their stress. And the skills are applicable for children and youth and adolescents and adults. So anyone really can learn and utilize these tools to help manage the stress that we inevitably will encounter in our life. If you'd like, it'd be great if we could just practice a really simple skill together um, and see how that goes. Because I think we can talk and talk about it all day long, but really (laughs) once you experience it, I think tends to be where the kind of like the magic sauce is, right? Absolutely. And so so let's just do that. So I'm going to invite your listeners to just kind of Pick a relaxing spot. Hopefully you're not driving because if you're driving and listening to this, we don't want you to relax too much. Right. I mean, when I do this exercise, this is just a simple soft belly exercise, soft belly breathing. I like to close my eyes. It's just kind of like a trauma informed tip. Like sometimes kids or adults who have experienced trauma, like closing your eyes doesn't feel safe. And so it's really hard to relax with your eyes closed. So I always kind of give that instruction. If it feels good for you to close your eyes, go ahead and do that. And if it doesn't feel good, that's okay too. But right now what we're going to do is just focus in on our breath, not even just trying to change it, but just to take a minute to notice it. And so you can practice this as you're listening right now. Just notice what's going on with your breathing. Is it fast or slow? Is it shallow or deep? And then gradually just allow your body to relax and allow your breathing to deepen. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And allowing your focus to be just on your breath, setting aside whatever distractions may be fighting for your attention Just gently returning your focus to the air coming into your lungs and out of your lungs. Just continue these deep, soft belly breaths, allowing the air to reach all the way down to the bottom of your lungs. Feeling your belly expand and contract with each breath. And as we do the soft belly breathing, sometimes thoughts or distractions will come and that's okay. You can just notice them and then let them go. And return your attention back to your deep belly breathing.
Now I'm going to ask you to let your attention return back into the room where you are. Be noticing the temperature of the air on your skin, feeling the chair underneath your body. And when you're ready, you can take one last deep breath and open your eyes. Wow, I feel so much calmer. <laughs> so what did great. you notice? Did you notice anything happening in your body or in your mind as you were practicing that? Oh my gosh, I felt my body relax so much, which is so great. We came in on a Monday and it's a, it's a Monday right? <laughs> of all Mondays. And that was such a great like recentering, calming moment for me. I really appreciated it. Right. Yeah. A lot of people is, you know, we'll do this in workshops with groups of like a hundred or 150 people. And afterwards ask them who noticed a change, positive, negative, good, better, ugly, like whatever, like 90% of the hands go up in the air because people notice things, right? When we slow down, not just our breath, but also slows our mind a little bit, gets us to focus in on ourselves. Such a, such a simple exercise, but so, so powerful. You know, what if we all practice like two or three minutes of soft belly breathing before a staff meeting or before we came into our encounter with our mentees, like maybe we could do that together for two or three minutes just to allow us to come into that present moment, kind of a physical way of really leaving the baggage at the door and coming into the present moment with whoever or whatever it is that you need to be present with at that time. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think that that's huge. When you have hit every red light on your way to mentor and you're stressed out when you're walking through the door, you're bringing that with you and which is a little bit of chaos, a little bit of stress. And so like if you could take that two to three minutes in your car before you walked in to recenter yourself, let go of that baggage, let go of the stress that kind of happened and walk in like Mm -hmm. fully present for your person. How cool would that be? That's amazing. Absolutely. Or even doing it with your mentee. I mean, I feel like in our society as a kid, it must be so frustrating because if you're a kid who has a hard time managing anger or managing stress, which I'm sure a lot of the mentees maybe fall into that category, like our direction as adults is oftentimes like, just calm down, stop it, (laughs) quit it. Right. But we don't give them the replacement skills or the tools to like, how do I calm down? Like you're a kid and you have these big emotions. You got to learn how to manage them. And if we don't teach kids those skills, how are they going to learn them? So this is a beautiful tool to be able to use with your mentees, actually teaching them, Hey, you know what? Sometimes I have a hard time calming down too. Like I can't tell you how many red lights I hit on my way here. I was really excited when I left the house and now I got here and I was kind of pissed off. <laughs> right. right. Um, so let's just take a minute to breathe and see how that feels. And kids will like latch into that and they'll notice too. It's amazing what kids can get out of these simple exercises too. How empowering it is for them to say, I have big emotions. I have anger. I have grief. I have trauma, whatever it is that's going on with those kids. We can't really take those emotions away, but we can give them tools on how to manage them appropriately. Yes. I think that's a key. You can't take away the stresses or the traumas that have happened to your mentee. And you can't necessarily give them a word or a like, if you just tried this, if you just did this, things would be all better. But we can give them tools for like, when it's really hard, these are some things that you can do to support yourself and help yourself be okay in those moments. 
Absolutely. Now, if they're younger kids, sometimes you need to make it a little more interactive for the young ones. Like, so yeah. with my son, he does, they call it butterfly breathing in their classroom where they take a deep breath in and they raise their arms up like a big butterfly. And then they, <laughs> as they breathe out, their arms come down, you know, cause sometimes that just helps kids like focus in a little bit better than just let's just be still and breathe. Sometimes that's tricky for kids, right? Yes. Adults, we, you want to sit and be calm. Kids are like, right. you want me to do what? I'm going to go check on this and check on this while your eyes are closed. But I yeah. like that when you can make it interactive. That's amazing. Yeah. Another one that works well with kids is if you have them lie down on the ground while they're doing that soft belly breathing and then get like a stuffed animal or something to stick on their belly and tell them, we're going to take this teddy bear for a ride. I want to see if you can make your belly go up and down and watch the teddy bear rises and falls as slowly as you can. So just that, that visual sometimes helps them as well. Just focus in on the actual deep breathing exercise. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like I took away something huge. I took away so much, but I'm so excited to be able to meet with you again and learn some more tips and tools and learn some more ways that we can get connected to these resources within our community. So thank you for joining me today and I will talk to you again soon. You're welcome. It was great to be here. I love hearing from Amy. She is such a wealth of knowledge. I am blown away by the ways that she impacts our community. But I wanted to highlight a few things for you guys. First, you can't stop stress, but you can manage it. You can be aware of how stress impacts you and then find good tools and things that work for you so that you can manage that stress well. Two, how are you showing up for your mentees? Are you showing up frazzled because you're running late? Are there ways that you can set intentions take some deep breaths, and be fully present when you enter the room. And thirdly, maybe sometimes that looks like being vulnerable and letting your mentee know that you were running late and things were hard today, but you're going to take a minute and do some deep breathing and invite them to join you. That's helping model good, healthy skills and teaching them that it's okay when things fall apart. You can still make good choices to manage your stress. Thanks guys for joining me. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. This podcast is brought to you by Catalyst Mentoring. You can find us online at www.catalystmentoring.org. And make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes.